Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I am back today with my friend, Matthew McDill. And he mentioned this very briefly at the very beginning of our conversation on Monday that he's the executive director of North Carolinians for Home Education. You say N-C-H-E, right? Is your cool acronym that you guys use. Um, And so he is one of our state leaders. And I know we've talked about this lots of times on the podcast, uh, but I wanna say thank you, Matthew, for your service, not just to North Carolina, but to homeschool families nationwide. I, I just stand in awe of what you guys do as state leaders and the importance of why you do what you do. Um, if you guys are not familiar with your state organization, go to homeschoolfreedom.com. We'll put that link in the show notes, but everyone should be aware of and and at least know who your state organization is and know how you can be praying for them, how you can be supporting them, um, whether financially or through a state homeschool uh, conference. Do you, Matthew, I'm assuming you guys have another awesome conference coming up this year. Um, when uh, and where is that? May 25 through 27 uh, this year okay. in Winston-Salem at the Benton Convention Center. We're excited about it coming up. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about your convention. I've not been to that one yet, um, but but I've heard a lot about it. And so if you guys are anywhere near Winston, yeah. Winston-Salem, um, North Carolina, go to that convention. Um, there's nothing like going to a homeschool convention right. in person. And uh, so Matthew, um, he's he, he's the head honcho over there and helps put that whole event together with a team of um, just some amazing That's people. Right. So thank you, thank Matthew, you so for much. what you do. You so okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to jump back into our conversation about sibling relationships. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. You guys can learn more about them at BJUPressHomeschool.com. And we have been there. We have actually been to the BJU Press uh, facility, and we have seen how they develop their curriculum. And they are amazing. Let me just tell you, they have video lessons. We've been to their little studio where they actually film all of their video lessons. And they have the most engaging teachers that really do help lead your children through each of their academic subjects. I mean, they've got every subject imaginable for every grade level, and they are just an, an incredible resource for homeschoolers. So if you guys are looking for great curriculum, go to bjupresshomeschool.com and check them out. All right, Matthew, um, we are, we're back talking about sibling relationships. And one of the things I think that I've realized as, you know, I've, I've been a parent and, and dealing with my girls and helping them to learn how to get along with one another is that I think if we can help our kids to get along with one another, they can learn to get along with just about anybody. Mm-hmm. And I've told my girls this so often, you know, they'll meet somebody, maybe somebody at church or somebody at, a, you know, I don't know, a, a sporting club or whatever that they just don't click with. Mm-hmm. They just don't jive with with this person. And I see oftentimes that, that at least with my girls, they just want to like recoil and go, oh, I don't want to be around that yep, person. That's right. And I'm like, but your whole life, you're going to have people every, every part of your life, you're going to have people who you don't get along with. You don't like them. They're unkind. They're toxic. They're whatever. Or maybe your personalities just don't mix well. They just clash. And so you're always going to have people. But I think as our kids learn to deal with one another as siblings, there is so much that affects them as, as they're developing into adults, their social skills, um, you know, they're, they're, learning to be sympathetic towards one another. They're learning to care for each other. I mean, there's so many lessons to be learned simply by having a sibling. Mm. And so so we're going to keep talking about that today and how we can really help our kids to learn how to love one another 
in a very practical Mm. way. And so at the end of yesterday, we kind of left on that cliffhanger of tattling, which I know is a huge deal in many families as, as, and it seems that you always have one, like if you're just dealing with two kids, you have one who really wants to be the tattler and then one who's like, you know, they're like, whatever, I don't care. Um, how do you deal with tattling? And, and we kind of related that to the topic of manipulation as well. I think you made a great point. Um, as we deal, as we talk about what kinds, when is it okay to tell or when is it not okay to tattle and all of this? Um, the reality is, is that people are mean and you're going to run into mean people. <laughs> and so a lot of times when someone says, well, they're being mean. Well, we, we want to teach the other kid to not be mean, but we also want to tell the other kid, you're going to have to deal with it. Like you're, right. there's mean people in the world. So yeah, get over it. Don't be so reactive and sensitive and hurt about every little thing, right. you know, but that doesn't mean we ever let the mean guy off the hook because we're training them sure. too. But, but you're right. You know, we, we're helping them learn how to deal with people. And so it's yeah. an excellent opportunity. Um, tattling is probably one of the most irritating things about being a parent because it just seems constant sometimes, especially <laughs> when you have a bunch of kids. It's like there's, again, as a, there were so many multiple possible ways of of having fights, you know, then there's that many more tattling. It's just, and so, you know, and it's sometimes, and, and the other thing that's so irritating about it, it's just, it's just so silly. Like, well, he took my yeah. spot. He won't share this. <laughs> You know, she won't tell me where the brush is. He's touching me with his foot. And you're like, oh my, this is right, so right. ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's like, at least tell on something real. This is crazy. Right. So um, anyway, how can we reduce it? And how can we allow it to, to work correctly? And so what's, what's amazing about this is we're actually just going to be teaching our kids how to interact with other humans in conflict, just like any Christian would. Okay. Yeah. And so really interestingly, as you know, we learn in Matthew 18, there's a process, right? So Matthew 18, you know, Jesus gives a specific process of when your brother sins against you. So what are you going to do when your brother sins against you? Well, it says, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So this is the first important piece. And that is we want to teach our kids to talk to each other first. Mm. Okay. Most of the time something happens and they yell, mom, you know, or yeah. <laughs> and, and they, or they just run off and, or, or, or like you said, they just threaten. But the idea is if something is wrong that I want to say in the right way, remember, cause we already have no yelling, no manipulation and no violence. I want right. to say in the right way, what needs to happen or what I want to happen or whatever I think the issue is. So we're teaching them that. Then we're teaching them the second step. And if he doesn't listen, take one or two others along with you. And and so sometimes, like in our house, sometimes there's someone nearby that you can just say, hey, this person shouldn't be doing that, right? Or, you know, just just to kind of get a little witness or some kind of help. And some of the sometimes the other kids will chime in and say, Yeah, you need to stop doing this or leave this person alone or or whatever. But most importantly, yeah. then it says, if, if they don't listen, then tell it to the church, which in, in the spiritual context, that's the authority structure. Well, in the family, of mm-hmm. course, the authority structure is, is mom and dad. And so this right. is when you say, okay, I've talked to my brother 
I've talked to my sister. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Others have even helped. It's not working. And now I'm going to go talk to mom and dad. And so here's what's interesting is if they learn how to do this process, it doesn't completely remove tattling, but Mm -hmm. it almost does. I mean, it really takes a lot of it away and you only get it if, if you, if you consistently train for this, then you only get it when it matters. And so anyway, that's, that's, that's the overall process there. Let me ask you a question about bringing someone else into it, because I could see that that doing that could cause some conflict as well, because Mm -hmm. now one child or the other might see it as, well, now you're trying to gang up on me. Now you're trying to get, you know, the other sibling to take your side. And, and I can see that that might cause conflict too. So how how do you deal with that? Because then it sure. w- without because you don't want one child to become bitter towards two siblings, you know, if they're already having conflict with one. Yep. Um, so that seems like it could be a difficult thing to to handle at some at some point. That's right. I think what's gonna help answer that question and many other questions is that one of the things we're doing in this process is teaching our kids to discern the issues and to discern mm-hmm. their own heart. Mm-hmm. Um we talked about last time about selfishness, okay? Yeah. And if all of this is driven by selfishness, then it's not going to play out well, right? Right. It's, I want this, you want that, and hey, I want that person to agree with me, and then I'm going to make dad make you do what I want. Right. That's not how this is going to work. It, th- is this is driven by selfishness. And so what's got to happen is, and, and this is gets... Uh, kind of filtered out through the process is that they're going to learn to discern the real issues. And so here's Mm -hmm. what's got to happen is what is right and what is true. And how are they going to know that? Because they're going to go through the process of their mind. Let me give you an example of what happens when one of my kids comes into my office or comes into wherever I am and is like, I'm, you know, Caleb did this and this. Then my first question is always this. Did you talk to them nicely? Uh That's the first question. If they say no, then you say bye. Like, we're not having any conversation. You go deal with it. Yeah. If you do that consistently, they'll stop coming until they've done it. Because they know they're never going to get an audience. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you dismiss them if they haven't dealt with it. So then if they come and say, okay, I talked to them nicely. Okay, what's the issue? And then they tell you the issue and it's dumb. Yeah. They're like, well, she was humming. Bye. <laughs> it's like, you know, or, so in other words, they start to learn what is dad or mom going to say is a real issue? Because if I'm right. just being irritable mm-hmm. and I'm just being selfish and there's a way I can solve this by going into another room or not being selfish and demanding or realizing yeah. I'm grumpy and irritable and I just need to go get myself straight that they, they realize that's what I'm going to hear. I know it, you know? Yeah. And they're, yeah. they're not going to come tattle. They're not going to come tell when they know what you're going to say. On non-essential that's, issues. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You know? Yeah. And the other wow. kids realize it too. And so one kid might say to another, Hey, this person needs to stop that. And everyone begins to realize what's legitimate. 
and they might say, well, you're grumpy and you need to go to your room. You know, they'll just realize (laughs) everyone begins to realize what the real issues are. And it's not about self. It's not selfish. It's what is true and what is right. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that we're supposed to be listening to each other about. And what's great is that's what it means to be a Christian in community. We're all supposed to listen to each other. Yeah. That is brilliant, Matthew. (laughs) I love it when I get stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's so smart. I love that you just said that. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Matthew. Um, This has been such a good conversation. And this week, as we've been talking about just training up our kids in righteousness, I think so much about my friend Ginger Hubbard, and, and many of you are familiar with her. She's been on the podcast a few times. Um, and I started reading her books when I, I think before Brooklyn was even born. Her, well, Don't Make Me Count to Three and Wise Words for Moms. And one of the things that I have learned from her, which of course she learned from scripture because that's where we get mm-hmm. all of our truth from as parents, is to teach our kids how to put on righteousness, right? And what when she talks about that, it works so perfectly when it comes to sibling relationships is because what we do with our kids is instead of just saying, well, stop doing that, we say, how could you have dealt with that differently? And if they don't know, then we train them how to do that. And I think as parents, we forget to do that sometimes with our kids, especially when they're young. By the time they're teenagers, they know. But when they're younger, it's so important to teach our kids the right way to act because we can't just expect them to know we're adults. And so we know the right way to act, but they don't always Mm -hmm. know. And so when we say, you know, well, don't do that to your sister, act the right way, Mm. be nice. Sometimes they're like, I don't even know what you mean by that. They, They don't know how to do that. And so, you know, practically speaking, if a child, you know, might get mad at you, you, it's so funny you talked about, you know, he touched me with his foot. We literally have this conversation in our house sometimes. I have okay. one one of my girls, she cannot stand feet. She has yeah, this yeah. funny thing about feet. And so if like any foot gets near her, she's like, no. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, just teaching them like, okay, instead of yelling at your sister for touching you with her feet, yeah. how could you have responded to her? And then teach them, okay, this is how I want you to respond. I want you to say, so-and-so, I really don't like it when you touch me with my feet, with your feet. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that to me again. And then on the other end, teach the other yeah. child, so-and-so really doesn't like it when you touch her with your That's feet. Right. Please don't do that. And teaching them, this is the right way to do it. 
And uh, there's so much power, I think, in that. Um, really, really training our kids in the right way and in righteousness. So do you do that with your kids? I'm assuming that you do. Um, right. You know, how, how do you train them in righteousness and the right way to act? Right. And so, yeah, you you like you said, you give them the words and you give them the tone. And unfortunately, this goes back to setting an example <laughs> because yeah. we don't get to change the way we talk when I'm teaching you. But sure. when I'm talking to a kid, I mean, again, I, I hope that they're learning that because that's yeah. how I talk to them. And yeah. that's how I talk to my wife, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's really, really that basic, but you still have to, to say it for them. Yeah. And so you would just say, sure. could you... Could you please? Yeah, it, it, it always includes please. It's not yelling. It's just mm -hmm. calm and relaxed. It's not violent. It's not violent. It's not that's manipulation. Right. <laughs> and you just say, could you please do this or that? Um, uh -huh. And that's exactly right. And and they know, you know, sometimes going through this process, uh, the two, I get two kids coming because one is going to tattle and the other one's like, I'm not, I'm coming to defend myself. So I get two yeah. people, you know, and, and that's when it really you know, ratchets up the whole thing. And, and so one says, well, I asked nicely. And the other one says, no, he didn't. Right. Because the delivery wasn't right. Or, you know, sure. and so that kind of goes back to what you're saying in the sense of, are, are you really being gentle? And again, it, it goes back to mm -hmm. how, how do we put on righteousness? I love that word, you know, and it says in Colossians 3:12, put on compassionate hearts and kindness, and patience, and humility, and gentleness. You know, mm -hmm. that's like, and you have to, like you said, you have to choose it. And so the yeah. other part of that is making that space in your brain between my thought and my action, as we were talking about, and yeah. say, hey, listen, you, you, you have this feeling, you have this thought, and you're going to have to stop. You're going to have, as you mm -hmm. grow in maturity, that's what maturity is, you stop and say, what should I say and do right now? And then, as you yeah. said, you tell them and show them, this is what humility and gentleness and compassionate hearts look like. And uh, they learn to do that. Yeah. And then when they get older, you get to ask them, you know, I, I, we're at the phase now with my girls where I can just say, how, how should you have responded? Mm. You know, rarely do I have to say to them, you should have said this, or you should have done yeah. that. Um, because they've been trained, because we've done it mm. so many times over and over. And, um, and, you know, it's so great when you see that humility in them and they just go, oh, yeah, I should have been kinder. I should have said it this mm -hmm. way. I should have done it that way. And just, you see the Holy Spirit working in mm -hmm. them and you see that repentance. And then, you know, this just happened the other day, you know, my girls got in a big argument about something and, um, you know, there, there was a clear wrong one and a clear right one in this particular situation. Mm -hmm. There isn't always, but, um, you know, the one who is right, we, we just were able to talk together. And, and that was when I was telling you, just like, you need the Holy Spirit to help you. And, uh, and she was truly repentant mm -hmm. and she went to her sister and, and just said, you know, I'm really sorry. I, I wronged you. I'm really sorry for the way that I treated you. Mm. And that I think sometimes is even more powerful. Um, it, it can be such a powerful way to build relationship with them uh, because just seeing that humility and that repentance between them and the forgiveness on the other end mm -hmm. where they get to say, okay, I forgive you. Let's start over. Um, and then not holding that bitterness against them. So, and again, if we can learn to get along with our siblings and with, with one another, I, I think 
I think it would change the world. I mean, I think marriages would be different mm-hmm. if we teach our kids to get along with each other. I think that we will go into marriage with a better understanding of how to get along with each other and right. how to deal with conflict. And, um, totally. you know, that's, that's a, a it, it's an intentional thing that we have to do as parents. And, uh, over the holidays, we had all our kids at home and everything's not perfect at our house, of course. Um, and we still deal with whatever the issues are and, and, and teaching. But I have to say the joy and the fruit of healthy relationships and yeah. that they really love each other and they love to be together. There's just such great fruit. I mean, and yeah. the loudness in our house is joyful, <laughs> loudness and fun, you know, and again, there's problems, but your, your home can be different. It can have a different mm-hmm. tone. It can have a different culture, a different feel because everybody knows this is how we handle things and this is how we love each other. Mm-hmm. And they're all growing in that. And it's just such a blessing. Yeah. So cool. We're out of time, but I want to ask you one last question and, and, um, Hopefully you can have a, a shortish answer for this because I just thought about this right now and I really want to ask this question. Um, how how can you encourage a parent who's listening to this, who maybe their spouse does not fall in line with them as far as dealing gently with their mm-hmm. kids and responding lovingly and kindly and with patience? And you know maybe maybe the wife is a yeller and the husband is not, or maybe the husband is a yeller and the wife is not. Right. Um, you know, or there's, there's just that the one spouse who just doesn't respond in a godly Mm -hmm. way. Um, how can the parent who's listening to this and going, yeah, this all sounds great, but it just doesn't work like that in my house. How can you encourage that parent? Well, first of all, we all have to deal with our own selves. So obviously that's the first thing is before we worry about the other person, we just have to make sure as best as I can, I'm giving this example to my kids, even when someone mm-hmm. else isn't. And, and that contrast is also observable. And the kids see that. Um, the other part, of course, is we do Matthew 18, you know, um, but before, and this is a longer conversation, but before you go talk to somebody, you're praying for them, you're loving them, you're being patient with them, you're respecting them, you're caring for them. But at some point, you just have to say, this is what's happening. And it's, it's really yeah. harmful for our home. It's yeah. really harmful to the kids. Will you please stop? <laughs> That's what we've been telling our yeah. kids. Would you please, would you please consider this? Would you please consider this? Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work and you just keep praying and yeah. keep doing the best you can. Yeah. And trust the yeah. Lord. That's right. Um, so Awesome. Well, Matthew, thank you so much. This has been such a great and encouraging conversation. I definitely, I've, I've got notes right here um, that I've been jotting down through this whole conversation. And um, I love just the practical application of how to help our kids get along great. well with one another. Um, and lots of prayer, <clears throat> takes lots of prayer, lots of intention. Right. Um, but the Lord is on our side. We are on team Jesus. And so That's I right. know he will help us through these years. They go by so quickly. Um, so thank you again, Matthew, for being with us. As you heard us say at the very beginning of this episode, if you guys are anywhere near North Carolina, um, join them for their conference this year. It's May, what did you say, 25th through the 27th? That's right. And if you go to nche.com, you'll be able to find out all about it. Okay, sounds great. And then also, if you're not anywhere near North Carolina, visit uh, homeschoolfreedom.com, find your state organization, see if they've got a conference coming up or somewhere near you. 
And uh, I encourage you guys to go to a conference this year. Um, get this get this kind of encouragement in person. Right. There's nothing better than that. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Matthew. Have a great rest of the week, you guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you back here next week with another fantastic guest. See you then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.